everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the last day of this week where we'll be discussing aligning with God promises as we've been doing for the past two days and we will be continue to do for the rest of this month. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We welcome you and pray that you stick around and that it blesses you. And if you're returning, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Michelle and of course I've been doing this um, by myself this week. Audrey's in a little break and we've been discussing Monday um, Gideon and also Wednesday we, we, we looked at Gideon and how he aligned himself with the promises of God and we're going to continue we're going to do a little recap because I want to read to you from the devotional and then we'll touch on a new story um, today just showing how you can forfeit you know that promise if you do not align yourself with the promises of God I mean let's just take a look how about that so I'm going to read from the devotional and it starts out saying in order to align with the promises of God we have to believe in what he promises and have faith that it will be manifested sometimes we can disqualify ourselves as Gideon learned we have to get out of our own way God promises Gideon that he would cause him to defeat the Midianites Now, we would think that in order to engage in a war, we would need as many soldiers as possible. But God told Gideon that he had too many men and he needed to cut them down from 32,000 to 300 men. With, With such a small army, they still received victory because they aligned with the will of God. This is what we went over Monday and Wednesday. And if you're now tuning into this and you haven't listened to those two days, I invite you to go back to those Um, previous two days to see what we went over so let's go on to paragraph number three and it says we have to to be careful in assuming how God will fulfill his promises Naaman a servant Naaman had a servant that told him about a prophet that would be able to cure him of leprosy because the prophet didn't do what he expected he almost missed his blessing So this is the new story that we're going to look at today. And this was Naaman. And you can find this story in 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, um, Naaman was a commander of an army. And he was very successful in winning wars for his master. And um, his master wanted him to get healed of the leprosy that he was afflicted with. And... Correspondences were sent and it was sent to Elijah the prophet. That's E-L-I-S-H-A, Elisha the prophet. So Elisha gave instructions. And when Naaman looked at the instructions and what he was he, he needed to do, he was like, what? This doesn't sound right. So let me not paraphrase on this part. Let me read to you from Judge, I'm sorry, 2nd, Second Kings chapter five, and I'll be reading starting from um, verse nine. This is the ESV version. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elijah's house. And Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry and went away saying, behold, I thought that he would surely come out to to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abana and um, Farpa, sorry, Farpar, 
the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. But his servants came near and said to him, My father, it is a great word the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? He has actually said to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Ending at verse 14. So do you see how Naaman almost (laughs) disqualified himself for that promise? He went to the man of God. And he gave him instructions, but he was expecting it to happen a certain way. He was expecting that, you know, Elijah would come out, look up to the sky, hold up his hands and say, Lord God of heaven and earth, I beg of you to make this man clean. I'm just (laughs) exaggerating right now. But do you see his expectancy? And I'm being facetious in that because a lot of times we are, we have an expectancy. We expect God to move on our behalf in a certain way, to do it in a certain time frame as we discussed last week. And it's supposed to look a certain way. But let me tell you something. God is God. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our guidance. He doesn't need our leading. We are to be led by him, not we telling him what to do. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the great I am. All we have to do is just be in an attitude of expectancy and just be ready for anything because God can do it any which way that he chooses to do it. Naaman went with an expectancy, almost walked away and and didn't get his healing because he expected that it should be done in a certain way. He expected that, no, Don't send me to the dirty place. Send me to the clean rivers where I can go and dip seven times. Why would you send me someplace? Wow. It took the reasoning of his servants to say, look, he gave you a good word. Do what was required of you. And that's what we have to do. When God gives us a word and we're seeking those instructions as we discussed um, in the last episode, when we seek those instructions, Don't question the instructions, just do them. Knowing that God knows what he is doing. He has good plans for us, they're not evil. He wouldn't make make us do things that would harm us. He wouldn't make us do things that would, would hurt us. He's a loving father. So every instruction that he gives us is for a reason and for a purpose. Follow the instruction, don't question it. And don't expect God to do it the way you want him to do it. Don't envision that your your promise will, will, will take place in a certain... Now, don't get me wrong. We are to have that vision. We're supposed to have that vision in our, in our mind of what that promise is going to look like. Because we already said that you're supposed to write down that, that promise and to just keep looking at it and, and just expecting it. So when you're doing that, what you're doing is, for instance, God says he promises you a house. Envision yourself in that house. Envision what that house may look like. Envision yourself mowing the lawn. Envision yourself standing at your own kitchen, you know, in your own backyard. Envision it. Yes, envision that promise manifested. But don't expect the process in which it's going to be manifested 
Don't expect that the, pro- that the process is going to go the way that you think it's going to go. God will blow your mind doing it in a way that you couldn't even ask, think, or imagine. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, think, or imagine. So don't expect that the process should go a certain way. But absolutely, you definitely should. Have faith and confidence, knowing that faith is the substance of what you're hoping for and the evidence of what you cannot see. So even though you cannot see it manifested, have that hope of that that promise being fulfilled. Let's finish up the devotional. It says, his servant made him realize that he was about to forfeit the promise of being healed. When he came into alignment with the instructions, then Naaman was healed. And the devotional asks two questions. I'm sorry, one question. It says, have you questioned a promise God has given you? Audience, have you questioned the promise that God has given you? If you've questioned the promise, you need to ask yourself even more questions. Why have you questioned the promise? Is it because you don't believe? And if you've come to the point where you realize you do not believe the promise, then you need to pray, seek the face of God, and understand that if God has given you that promise, you need to believe within your heart. God knows our heart. Make sure that you are believing what God has promised you. And if you do question, which we know from Monday's episode, you can question God. Make sure that you're questioning from a a place of full faith in him being able to fulfill that promise. And the prayer says, Father, thank you for an obedient heart. Yes, Lord, thank you for an obedient heart, a heart that's yielded to your will and to your way a heart that is surrendered to the plans that you have for each and every one of us, a heart, dear Lord, that is aligned with your promises, knowing that they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, a heart, oh God, that you can penetrate and that you can communicate with and that we can come to you in humility, even if we have questions on how, dear Lord, we should position ourselves in that time of expectancy and how we should, dear Lord, Um, what we should do during that time of expectancy, seeking your instructions, seeking your leading and your guidance. And we thank you, Lord, that even if we lack wisdom in how, dear Lord, to carry out those instructions, that you would pour it out to us in abundance because your word says that you would do so, not holding any wrongs we've done. Lord, we thank you for this week. We thank you for your word that you have unfolded for us, that you have just just given us, dear Lord, to look at and just build up our faith in. And we thank you that you continually remind us of this word, especially when the enemy tries to come in and just bring doubt to us, Lord. Help our minds to be fortified against the questions and the doubts that the enemy will try to penetrate us with. But help us, oh God, through your spirit to be reminded and brought to remembrance of your faithful word that you have given to us, even in the promises contained in the Bible, Father. All this we ask in Yeshua's name. Amen.
Audience, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing to you. And I pray you come back next week as we continue to look at aligning ourselves with God's promises and get healing through the word. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you.